A quick word about Lebanon. Lebanon is in a terrible situation, and I'm talking now about the economic situation of Lebanon. Lebanon has a very high deficit, and Lebanon lives on loans and debts. And the International Monetary Fund and all the international lending bodies have warned uh, that they demand financial and economic reforms before they will give Lebanon another red cent. So Lebanon is in trouble. At the beginning of this year, a conference in Paris was led by President Macron of France, and they called it the Cedar Conference, uh, Cedar being, you know, the Cedar tree, the symbol of Lebanon. Well, we call it Cedar in English. Um, it, uh, yes, they um, they allocated a few billion a few billion dollars in low-rate loans for Lebanon. But they wanted and expected the Lebanese government to impose reforms and reduce the deficit. Uh, but the reforms they demanded would have a bad impact on the ordinary people. They involved cutting benefits, cause, causing unrest amongst the Lebanese population and the politicians and the political parties, quite understandably. Quite understandably, I mean, we've seen this before. These reforms that groups like the IMF demand uh, very often are ill-considered because they affect the ordinary people. We've seen it in Egypt. Heavens, um, you know, they affect the ordinary people and the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the corrupt elite, who are rather large part of the problem, escape any, any, they're untouched. So the IMF is really, really off message. Doesn't know, hasn't got a clue, actually. It amused me. You know, Christine Lagarde, I'm, this is, I'm, I'm just going off to a tangent here, but Christine Lagarde, you, you, you see, you have, it's hard to comprehend how these big bodies can be so out of touch with reality. Um, she was head of the IMF at uh, one point, and uh, she said, um, uh, she said to, to Britain at the time of the Brexit vote that if you vote Brexit, it's twenty sixteen. This was if you vote Brexit, um, house prices will collapse. Well, what a scaremonger! That helped get the Brexit vote well up, because because of course ordinary people think, thank God. House prices will collapse. House prices are so inflated because of the rich people, um, you know, including, I mean, heavens above, um, the the ordinary people can't buy houses. So when she said, when Christine Lagarde warned and threatened the British people that their house prices would collapse, she increased the vote for Britons to leave the European Union. You know, these people have no comprehension of what affects the lives of ordinary people. No comprehension at all. So the IMF are making demands of the ordinary people in Lebanon, uh, whilst the, uh, the real ones that are causing problems in Lebanon, the corrupt elite, escape untouched. And, the, um, and yes, and these, these measures were passed through Parliament. But uh, the government has to implement the reforms before the lenders release the money, and they haven't. Um, so Lebanon has a high deficit, and corruption 
is the main problem. And, uh, you know, I mean, you can see it, can't you? You can see the corruption in Lebanon. You can, I mean, the, 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 the capital city is okay, I guess. Then you get out in the countryside and you see the rubbish at the side of the road and Lebanon is the filthiest country on earth, on the planet, on the planet. The rubbish trees all along the side of the roads, all along both sides of the roads, through the villages. Unbelievable. And why is that? That's, what, because of a rubbish strike? I mean, basically, incompetent government, corruption. Um, they, uh, the nature of the corruption is very interesting because it's actually, you know, the political parties themselves are all involved in it. They will squabble for a ministry and then they will milk the money that comes to that ministry. So, um, you know, you, you, whichever your ministry is, defense, environment, whatever, you, you, you then you, you compete to be a minister. Each political party competes to appoint a minister. It's the same problem Iraq has. And then, um, and it's worse with this government uh, national unity approach. But I mean, it's bad all the time. Um, so, so we have this uh, in Lebanon, um, and you see it again. You see it again and again. Look at the capital city. Look at Beirut. Right downtown Beirut, you have the um, the St George Hotel, don't you? It's a standing there like a ruin. Now, what's the reason for that? Corruption. Because the, the, the owner wouldn't sell to whom whatever politician, corrupt politician, wanted to take it. So the corrupt politician cut off the water and cut off the electricity. And yet, you, know, you can't restore it. And that, it sits there like a blister in the middle of downtown Beirut, like a symbol of Lebanese corruption. A symbol. Unbelievable. At least it was last time I went to Beirut. And um, they're not going to—they're not going to clean up their act, are they? Um, the government is a government of unity, accord. They call it. Everyone has to agree, and if any party vetoes a reform, the reform is halted. It's—it's uh, it's useless, isn't it? Really, um, the U.S. sanctions uh, are another issue because it's not just corruption. We have. Um, Gosh, we could, you could do better. Heavens above, there are solutions to this, you know. I mean, we need honest politicians. There, there was a guy called Salam who was Prime Minister of Lebanon he, for a while. He was uh, not corrupt. So it's possible to have not uncorrupt politicians. I mean, he was rich enough, so he didn't have to be corrupt. But he wasn't corrupt. Um, yeah, it is, it is possible for Lebanon to have uncorrupt politicians. It's doable. Um, we need to think a bit about this. I mean, the where are we? I, I was going to talk. The, there are other issues, other pressures on Lebanon. Because the U.S. sanctions on Lebanese banks and bodies are adding to the problem. The new U.S. sanctions, the tighter U.S. sanctions. Um, and they're there for a good reason, I suppose. They want to, they want to put the screws on Hezbollah. Because they are um, one of the main banks in Lebanon, however, is under threat and under threat of sanctions. And will have to stop working internationally. It'll be able to deliver stuff locally, but 
but basically, for what? Because it's accused of supporting Hezbollah directly or indirectly. Like you might have a current account for some normal person who happens to have some connection with Hezbollah, and then sanctions must apply from the United States of America. And these sanctions um, could be a charity that has some some direct or indirect remote connection with Hezbollah. Sanctions apply. And so um, these pressures, additional pressures now on the economy of Lebanon are causing problems. And yes, the sanctions are focusing on Hezbollah. And you might say, Alhamdulillah, great, good, yes, because Hezbollah is part of Lebanon's problem. But you're targeting non-Hezbollah bodies. I mean, the owners of the bank have nothing to do with Hezbollah. Nothing. And now America will target other banks in Lebanon. And this causes additional problems. And you've got now a situation where Lebanon um, has a very low ranking in terms of the grade for loans uh, from the international community. I believe it's CCC. Um, And the threat is that it'll be even lower if, um, if no action is taken. And and, and and just back to this corruption issue. One of the problems is the government of unity accord. Because now there's no opposition to scrutinize the government. The government is is not under scrutiny. Because you have a government of unity accord, there's no opposition. Um it's difficult. Can things change? Yes they can. Can we and, and and let me say uh, for a moment and pause for a moment. Other countries are in a mess too. Look at Britain and Brexit. Other countries are in a mess too. It's not that Lebanon is unique. And thank God there is no ongoing civil war in Lebanon. We've had that. So Lebanon is in a much better place in many respects than it has been at various times in its history. So. Um, I mean, it has the the burden of the Syrian refugees. I know, I appreciate that. And it's dealing with that manfully. All credit to Lebanon with very little support from the international community. The international community should be ashamed of itself. The lack of support it gives to Lebanon when it has, Lebanon has this vast, vast burden to carry. So it's not all, it's not as if the whole thing, I mean, what other country has the level of uh, refugees um, pouring in and out of no, no, no other country on earth. Um, because you you've had the wave of Palestinian refugees, now you have the wave of Syrian refugees, and 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 God help them, poor ones. I mean, yes, and Lebanon is receiving them and and helping them, but um, and there are of course there are issues and tensions caused by that, but the international community is not helping Lebanon, so uh, there is a lot of blame to lay at the foot of the international community. I do not mean to just say Lebanon is... is is Lebanon has very broad shoulders and has a huge burden to bear. But, that said, the corruption must end. Must it not? It's not right. It's not right. It's not right. And only, only the Lebanese people can fix that issue. Okay. Bless you. More follows.